What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast. Interviewing Eric Van Ruyen here. He was a lot of fun. Great personality on Eric. Uh, really cool guy. Great to talk to. Uh, we had we had fun, man. This dude's a good time. We talked about smashing tee markers at uh, the Ocean Course at Kiowa. A caddy quandary he had at the RBC Heritage. Did talk about Liv. He was very candid talking about Liv. Gave some really good takes on how he thinks this whole thing can be resolved. Talked about fistfights and rock concerts, an old flame celebrity crush, an encounter with a cobra. I mean, the guy lives in South Africa, grew up in South Africa. A cobra encounter? Are you kidding me? We talked about if he were to assemble his, you know, a band off of players on the PGA Tour. He's a big rock music guy, so, you know, that was interesting. We talked about on-course fashion and a bunch of other stuff. He was great. Be sure and rate and review the podcast on Apple and Spotify if you've not already. That's one of the best things you can do for us if you appreciate the content. One of the best things you can do is leave a five-star review, write a comment, and tell a friend about the interview. Share it. Share the link. Click, click, click the you know the copy link button here on the podcast and share it with somebody and uh, pass along how cool Eric Van Ruyen is. All right? And thanks for listening, and uh, you know, you're know you going to enjoy this. Okay? So without further ado, here is Eric Van Ruyen. All right. We got EVR in the house on the Tour Junkies podcast. Pleasure to, to have Eric on. Uh, he's been a, a great dude to make this happen through some tech, technical difficulties, as we like to call it here on the Tour Junkies <laughs> podcast. But coming all the way from uh, Johannesburg, South Africa, Eric, thanks for coming on the podcast, buddy. Uh, absolute pleasure, dude. And yeah, we had, we had some technical difficulties, so I'm glad to I'm glad to make it this time. Yeah, so I, we're going to have some fun with you today. But I think to start off, you know, we want to know, like, we, we, we want to familiarize, first of all, listeners or viewers that may not be as familiar uh, with EVR with your game, like maybe the state of your game now. I know you've been battling some injury, but also like describing your game in general, obviously when you're healthy, uh, you know, kind of the things that you feel like you're best at, the things you feel like you could use some, some work on, um, you know, just tell, familiarize us a little bit with, uh, with the game. So... Um... Yeah, I've you know for those who don't know, I've taken some time off. Um, hurt my neck at, at the Open Championship on the Monday, and um, by Wednesday I was hitting an eight iron like maybe eighty yards in the air. Um, couldn't couldn't turn left, so I essentially couldn't make a backswing. Um, mm. So that was that was pretty disappointing. Being you know the Open, the hundred fiftieth at St yeah. Andrews and whatnot. So, but. Um, this has kind of been happening the last 18 months to two years with me where I've had a low back issue or an egg issue. And I finally decided to kind of draw the line and take some time off. So I'm home in South Africa. I'm doing rehab every day. Um, I finally started putting on Monday of this week. Uh, felt really weird, but it's, it's been a lot of fun. So started putting this week. I'll probably start chipping again next week and, and slowly build up for the driver in, in the next month or so. So. That's the current state of my game. Um, Did you have to have like a I surgery like or anything, or what? What was the deal? No, no. Luck, luckily, no surgery. Good. But there's some some minor spinal issues and some um, muscle spasms that went on. So nothing too serious. But um, time off was recommended. So yeah. Um, yeah so I'm home. Uh, what I like about my game, I, I think, if I look at my career, my game's always sort of been built around my ball striking. Um, I've always felt like I'm a good driver of the ball, a uh, good iron player. Uh, when I putt well, the weeks that I, that I contend or, or win, um, 
So that's something that we've certainly sort of focused on, you know, short game, everything from 125 yards and in. I just recently started working with, with John Graham, the putting coach at the Scottish Open. Uh, obviously, that was kind of short-lived with, with me withdrawing at the Open Championship yeah. a week after. So, uh, But John's a great guy, and, and I feel like we'll, we'll do some, some fun stuff together. So, um, yeah, the week, like I said, the weeks that I putt well or chip well um, are the weeks that I feel like I play my best golf. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely one of the, one of the you know, uh, one of the top ball strikers that we see when you're, mm-hmm. when you're on, right? And you're in form, mm-hmm. um, obviously winning the Barracuda, contending at a lot of tough golf courses as well. So, yeah. you, so you yeah. talk about John Graham. Is there, did you work with a putting coach before that? I've always been curious, like putting coaches, because like we, you know, we're always diving into stats and running models yeah. and we feel like we understand some of these things and, and we, we definitely know the players who, man, are great ball strikers, but dang, if they mm-hmm. could just make some putts, right? Um, mm-hmm. We know a lot of those guys and you always go like, yeah. how have you not, how are you not like sleeping on Brad Faxon's front porch right now? What, what is happening? <laughs> what, what do we got to do? Brad. You know, like, so how does that, how does that work for you? You know, the, the whole putting coach thing. It's an interesting thing. Um, yeah, I've actually seen Brad. I, I spent the day with Brad and obviously searching for whether, whether, not, not an answer per se, because I don't necessarily think there's like someone's going to have this magic wand and now I'm going to be the world's best putter. But yeah. searching for someone that I kind of clicked with. And uh, I worked with a lady when I was prominently playing European Tour. Um, her name is Cheryl Calder, and Ernie worked with her when he won his last uh, British Open. And she's not really putting coach per se. She kind of... Mm, I was explaining, but she works with sort of hand-eye coordination. She worked with our national rag, uh, national rugby team for for a few years as well. So mm-hmm. I thought, okay, Ernie went to see her. Let's give that a go. And I, I putted great. Uh, I was top ten in putting on the European tour. Um, we had a bit of a clash in personalities, and that's why that relationship came to an end. But um, up until now, I haven't worked with anyone. It's just been my coach and I, um, and we've kind of done it ourselves and. For the last two years, that's certainly an area where I feel like, damn, if I can just, you know, I don't yeah. need to be, I don't need to be Jordan Spieth back in 2017. But yeah. if I can be consistently sort of top 50 best part on tour, I'll, I'll certainly feel like I'll contend, contend a lot more. Yeah. Who are some of the guys John Graham either works with now or has worked with in the past that we might know? I uh, worked with JT. I uh, worked with Danny Willett. I don't know if they're still working together. Um, but he's kind of like a known a putting guy. guru or something. Is that is that his deal? Yeah, he, he just does putting. Um, yeah. And he works with Gary Kugo now, the young South African, full time. Um, but you know these guys, your Phil Kenyans, John Graham, um, Stephen Sweeney, they're always hanging around at these events. So honestly, how this happened was it was at the players actually. I just went up to them as like, hey, dude, like. Um, can I have a chat with you? And that's where that relationship starts. And, and I nice. really enjoy his philosophy around putting. Um, I really enjoy his, his personality. So he, he's a great fit for me. Nice. What, um, so last question on putting, I think. Are you like a, a guy who is real comfortable on a certain surface? We, we talk about that a lot too, back to the betting thing. Like we're always talking about, you know, we're always looking at how guys perform on bent grass or Bermuda grass, especially mm-hmm. like grainy Bermuda tends to be something that, guys are either really comfortable on or not same thing with poa 
Uh, the South Africans, like, I, I don't really know what kind of grasses or I, I guess you guys do a lot of, I don't know if it's fescue or kikuyu over there or whatever it is, but are you oh, like a yeah, grass guy? Yeah. Are you a grass guy? Like, you, are you more comfortable so on certain surfaces? Think, I think so. If you think uh, Riviera, that's what we have here in South Africa. Oh, really? Um, Riv, yeah, we've got kikuyu fairway, kikuyu rough, um, bent grass greens. If you go to places that are closer to the coach, you'll find there's a lot of power in the bent grass green, so it becomes almost power-esque, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but really, no, no Bermuda. So when I first came to the states back in the college days, like I struggled. I, I even feel like now, like I'm a member at Bears Club, and it's not very grainy. Um, but I still find Bears Club really tough to read. I, I struggle to putt out there. Um, yeah. So it's definitely something that you know being you know predominantly playing in the u.s now it's something i've gotten better with but it's yeah, yeah that, that's probably the toughest one for me and and the chipping too like i, I mean chipping off bermuda yeah. i mean i've grown up on bermuda my whole life I'm, I'm obviously no freaking pro but i i hate chipping off of it even today like at my own home club going and chipping off of it sometimes when it's really tight and it's grainy you know uh it into can the be, grain it can dead. be tough dude um, yeah so uh, absolutely it, it's hard and and i've had to kind of get creative with some shots especially especially into the grain yeah um, it's the toughest one to chip off of for yeah. sure so talk about hard the hard golf course thing for you um you know clearly you've 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 had some good performances in majors some wgc events you seem to like these tough golf courses what like why do guys like <laughs> you or other guys I, I would say the same thing uh the guy who's hot right now is willie z like w will zalatoris has tended to do really yeah. well in these tougher golf courses but the birdie fests you know it's like where he doesn't he doesn't quite pop as much like why do you think that is all right we're going to get right back to the evr interview hope you're enjoying it before we do i want to remind everybody to go ahead and subscribe to the newsletters that the tour junkies send out every week we have two free weekly emails the description is in the uh the link is in the description below excuse me you get two emails you get one on tuesday called heavy petting it's the foreplay before the big one drops on Wednesday, right? It's going to get you geared up. Everything you need to know about the golf course, things you need to remember about the course, about this tournament, whatever it may be. We usually throw in our favorite round one prize picks play in that email as well. The 10 facts, if, you've not, if you're not familiar with the 10 facts, they drop on Tuesday's email. Then on Wednesday, the famous chalk bomb email. It's the hottest piece of content in the DFS and golf betting streets. It's going to have your head-to-head -head matchup analysis, which is key for DFS play, determining value, pivots, chalk, etc. And then the chalk bomb, the most bold fade in all of DFS is delivered to your inbox every Wednesday. You can subscribe below and you get both emails. They're free every week. We do them every single week. There's a PGA Tour event. You will not regret it. Two great pieces of content all for free to make you a better golf better and DFS player. All right, let's get back to Eric Van Ruyen. Honestly, look, look, I don't know. Like, Will's obviously played fantastic golf the last, what is it, 18 months yeah. or so, um, ever since he kind of come on, came on the scene. But So I, 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 I don't know about Will's putting per se, but I think for me that makes sense, right? Like, that, those are courses you have, to, you have to hit it well. Like, Parnusi was my first major I played. Oh, and, I just played it. And I was, oh. I was six under with, like, 15 holes to go or no 14 holes to go like right in it and i ended up finishing 16th with i think my first major is not yeah, bad yeah it's really but good. those kind of courses beth page i played well like you have to hit it well um so you know 
I'm trying to think what other course comes to mind. RBC Heritage this year. Like, if you, if you drive it poorly, you ain't, you're not going to be in contention on the weekend. Yeah. So I think that's why. And then, like I said, you know, you just slipped in a little. Week. You just slipped in a little ain't right there. Did you? You caught yourself. You were getting a little. You know, <laughs> Dude, I've been in the U.S. long enough. <laughs> yeah, you're talking to this Augusta Georgia I'm boy. To, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to cater to the crowd. Right? You caught yourself. You, but I heard it. I heard it. It's all right. Uh, yeah. So Heritage is one. I, yeah. Yeah, I think that's why. I think that's why. Yeah, that's that makes that makes sense. I mean, we talk about it a lot, but we have our own pontifications about it but whenever we get a pro on we're, we always like to ask you guys to see if we're yeah, just idiots yeah. um <laughs> by the way you talked about college like how the hell did you end up at minnesota <laughs> you know oh, from, i knew this was coming. from a south african <laughs> did you did you get yeah, recruited by like a top southeastern school and you went to, you saw the bermuda and you're like i gotta get my ass up north I'm, somewhere. I'm out of here. yeah midwest here i come no dude i didn't have that great of like an amateur career like you look like you look at dylan fratelli guy won world juniors um and had offers coming you know out of his ears like, like everywhere and i played well i got like what we call national colors which you, where you represent your national te- amateur team when i was like 17 um but i was like call it like four or fifth ranked amateur in south africa so um anyway I got offers from Kennesaw State. Oh. I got offers from Liberty and Minnesota. And um, clicked with the coach when I was there. They were ranked top 25 in the country. It's kind of like an Illinois kind of story, you know, like they, they were ranked really good. And I decided to go there. And um, we fell apart after that. Like Minnesota <laughs> hasn't really been, um, you know, that they, they haven't played great since. But I loved it, man. I loved my four years there. So, um, would I recommend it for everyone? Well, coming from South Africa and playing in snow, yeah, <laughs> you've got to like you've got to you've got to like the coaches, yeah. and, and you've got to be okay with playing indoors. So, but I loved it. Look, man, I didn't realize you and I had uh, had a, an offer from Liberty University in common. I had a baseball offer from Liberty back in the day. Oh shit! How how old are you? I'm 38. I'll be 39 in December, so I'm older than okay, you. Okay, so I'm I'm 32 now. So you would have been there just before me. Yeah, but yeah. I went and toured the place and um, nice nice campus. Yeah, I know you played a hoopy, and you went you went to uh, you went on a guys trip with a hoopy. But was your favorite thing about yeah. a hoopy the fact that you didn't have T markers there that um, that you had to worry about or your, your friends had to worry about. <laughs> uh, oh, nobody man. had to keep their head on a swivel. Nobody had to keep their head on a swivel yeah. when, when Eric wasn't playing we were, well. We, 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 were, we were eight guys. Um, <laughs> some of my best friends from college, obviously, and, and went to Hoopy. And yeah, <laughs> the team marketing obviously got brought up. Um, <laughs> but Hoopy was... Did you, when you, when you pulled up, place. did you ask like, did you ask like did the pro did the pro shop t- remove them because they knew you were coming? Did, they, did you know? Right? Did they do this on purpose? <laughs> no. <laughs> that would have been sick though if they had. No, I think I think my team marker days are behind me. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a one and done thing, and that's it. Nice, uh, nice, good. Yeah. I hope he's sick though. Um, I, I know it is unreal. Really it's time. unreal. We had an absolute blast. Um, we were there for two nights and just absolutely loved it. You talked about RBC Heritage, and I know, so we're friends with Austin Goggert and uh, Austin Caddies mm-hmm. for uh, Austin Smotherman, and you have yeah. his brother on your bag, uh, Goggert's brother on your bag, but you used Austin at Harbortown, so the question is, did it feel like cheating on your girlfriend with her sister 
when you had dogs <laughs> on the bag and talk about how the two bros may have been a little different uh, and maybe just your relationship uh, with the other yeah. dogger. So, yeah, so obviously I, I, I met Austin the first year, um, I think was my senior year, and we played regionals at Michigan together. So that's when I met Austin uh, and the whole Gargut clan. And um, Feely had, had to, um, I think, yeah, it was that week. Yeah, his wife was, was expecting that week. And so that's why he went home and got Austin in the bag. And definitely different. Um, you know, two different personalities. Feely's the kind of guy that always, always is like pedal down, you know, and um, full steam ahead. Austin, I think that week was perhaps a bit more of a planner. Um, Cautious isn't what I want to use, but definitely more thinking goes goes into the process. And um, it felt weird. Like, like I was like, at that, up until that point, I didn't play that great. Um, you know, I just missed the cut at Augusta. And, all of a sudden, I swap brothers and I almost win the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. I mean, at some point, are you? Does that cross your mind? Like on the weekend, at yeah. some point, are you thinking like, what? What do I do if the, if I win? Like, how's Feely gonna? It crossed my mind, dude. I was like, what's Feely gonna think? Did you guys like, talk? Did you talk to to Austin about it at all? Like, did you? Not at all. No, no. You at just all. were like, no, never. That would be awkward. If I kept I kept that all to myself, <laughs> secret. I was like shit like if we win this event like what am i gonna do because austin was kind of so, bouncing around back like he didn't quite have a full-time bag at that point either so exactly, like he was definitely exactly. shopping was, it was in between and, and we finished top 10 in the end uh and he i mean he cried on the green and i think it's just because like he was bouncing around yeah. different players yeah. and he maybe wasn't having the best year but um it was it was a cool moment knowing Austin yeah, awesome. as well as I do, and, and then playing so well. Yeah, he's such a good dude. Did he? Uh, did did uh, Feely like tell him he had to break him off a little piece of the of the winning check from from? Honestly, I, not that I know of. Um, <laughs> we'll ask. We'll ask Gogger. God yeah, dang, that yeah, would have exactly. just been <laughs> to see you guys. To see you guys would have won, man. The, the chaos around that would have been. Would have been fun to watch. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been funny. Are are you and Feely like kind of, uh, or maybe you and your coach or whatever? Are you guys kind of analytical, like stats guys? Are you are you looking at your stats, or, or do you have people that evaluate those things for you? you I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about this because Austin Gogger is kind of a, a data nerd, and like from time to time, we'll communicate with him about things that we find about a golf course or trends that we know about golf courses right. that have been on the tour for a minute. Um, or do you guys look into that or, or not really? So I, yeah, so I've got someone that I work with, um, but Feely and it's between Feely and my coach, they mostly look at it. And so, um, I don't, it's not that I stray away from it, but if I, my, my, my personality is such that if I'm going to dive into it, like I'm going all the way down the rabbit hole. And so it's better for me to kind of sit back and, and have them look at it and, if there's something that, that needs attention, then um, obviously the three of us will, will sit down and be like, okay, look, we need to nudge it here. We need to nudge it there. Um, and that's a good thing. I obviously have, have a general idea of where my game's great yeah. and what's sharp and whatnot. But um, if I think I'll, I'll leave that to them and, and they'll, they'll come to me if something's needed. Yeah. Like explain to me a, a little run like this. So in 2021, in May, okay? Well, let's let's start in April. In April in 2021, you 
finished 14th at the Valero. Good, good showing, right? Okay. And then you go mm-hmm. miscut, 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 miscut. And then you finish 10th at the Palmetto at Congaree. And then you go miscut, miscut. Mm-hmm. Like, how does that, because like stuff like that for, for us handicappers will drive us nuts, you know, because i'm sure it does yeah <laughs> and like i'm thinking about like sep straka last week like we we love sep we've we've hung out with sep before great dude georgia bulldog yeah. obviously we love that right but like i was like banging my head against the wall yet last week watching that playoff with him going where the hell did this come from dude like how do you go from yeah. so many miscuts to he he damn near i mean he was a shot away from winning that thing right like how does that right, right. how does that happen I mean, I know it's golf, but um, do you remember that stretch that I was talking about with you? Do you remember? I, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. And um, Dan, obviously, come, was that Kiowa or was Kiowa the year before? Uh, no, that, that, no, that would have been Kiowa. Yeah. Well, then, and then Kiowa happens and yeah. shit hits the fan. Um, yeah. Dude, I, I, I don't know. There, there, there's a lot of different factors that could play into it um you know last year was my first sort of official year on the pj tour with a full card yep. um i think i added a shit ton of pressure on myself to perform. i played well in europe um really well and then there was this expectation to come on the pj tour and, and do the same thing and when you don't it's disappointing you, know, you add pressure um, you're playing against the best players in the world. You feel like you, you know, could potentially be one of them. Yeah. Um, and then miscuts happen, man, and it gets tricky. So I think that the top 10 at Congaree proved that sort of my game was fine. There was nothing wrong there. It was just trying to put all the different puzzle pieces together. And um, Kiwa was, hindsight, the best thing that happened to me. Um, wow. The best thing. I. I mean, looking back, coming off all those missed cuts and then on like 14, three putting from 10 feet, 15, snap hooking it like I did when I was 10 years old um, and like three putting the next part five and then the part three happens on 17 and I'm just like, fuck this. Yeah, yes. And I'm not proud, I'm not proud of it. But yeah. It, in hindsight, I was, like, I was like, that's where the switch happened. I started working with, guy named Duncan McCarthy who's a sports psych soon after and two weeks after I started working with him I went Barracuda so yeah it's it's hard to to pinpoint you know people want people want to be like oh it's my putting or oh it's my driving or everything was fine I just wasn't getting it done um yeah and that's golf so all right so obviously you know the 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 big stuff going on in the golf world has everything to do with live I mean, even since you and I tried to do this a, a week ago, no shit, lots has happened. I feel like I, I don't even know if I can remember everything that's happened in just a week. Yeah. Um, but I guess just overall, your thoughts: what has to happen? You know, the question I like to ask is, you, you know, those at stake in this whole thing are obviously the players, it's the it's the caddies, it's the all the coaches, it's all the people that um, that that are are in the game of golf, and then it's the fans. You know, it's it's the fans mm-hmm. and it's the followers like us. And the question is, like, how can what scenario do you think has to happen for all of those people to feel like we're we're winning? Because 
the you know what I've talked about on our show a number of times in other interviews is the the, the thing that I fear the most is this super fragmented system yeah, where the two don't sad. the two don't meet or 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 rarely yeah. meet maybe on mate maybe at majors maybe not like so right. how do, what do you think right. has to happen for us all to come out winning I think first of all I think live has been good for the game even though um, right now there's so much turmoil going on. I mean, Peter Tua purses have gone up. Um, it's always good to have a bit of competition, but yeah. there's just there's much turmoil right now. Patrick Reed doing what he just did with Brandon Chambly. I think that says more about Patrick than about the whole Chambly thing. Um, yeah. That's my opinion. But um, eventually, I don't see this going on the way it's going on at the moment i think look i obviously don't know what was said about that secret meeting yeah. that was held last yeah. night did you zoom I did you get a zoom I, invite into that I just swooping in and what's that did you get a zoom invite to that and then did you have technical difficulties <laughs> getting into that that zoom meeting i'm not, I'm not quite high profile enough it seems so um but that's fine you know it'll come you know, okay. yeah i uh i think eventually look Strong rumors, Cam's going. There's, the Deckies had a massive offer. Cam uh, Young, Young seems like he's going. Like, if they get these prominent players, they've got some leverage. And I think eventually um, they're going to have to come to some sort of compromise because the majors want these players yeah. um, to play. Like, it's kind of weird. Imagine you've got 30 of the top players in the world playing love, but they can't play the masters and and you win the green jacket it's like yeah but you really beat the best players in the world it's like no so yeah um and and what it's you know the majors have got till april to really make a decision or or to see what happens in this whole situation so i think eventually i think there'll be some sort of compromise didn't uh i mean you, you've had a master's invite before so i was talking about this the other day i mean the master's invites go out in like december don't they december january the first, the first batch goes out December, yeah. So, I mean, you know, if we don't hear anything from Augusta National before That's then. That's a good point. That's a good point. You know, um, will we know based on like, who's not, you know, putting their invite on their Instagram feed? I don't know, you know. Yeah, yeah. Look, like, obviously, they can't keep people that are majors out. Like, they can't keep Cameron Smith out. Like, there's no way. But then again, they can do whatever the hell they want. I was want, just so. about to say, Eric, I think, I think they can. Like this, this is the exact they conversation can, I was can. having. I was having the other day is saying like the Masters is still the only event I think that is that has full autonomy, and they they can change right. the rules. They can move the boundary. They can change the rules however and whenever they want to. Um, yeah, and yeah, you know I, whether that's we'll good see. or bad, I don't know. But um, I mean, I live. Right, just a few miles from the place, and there have I have heard nothing. And I know people that work over there. I don't know any members personally. Well, I know a couple, but not that that way. Yeah. Uh, I know caddies. Yeah. I know landscaping people. Um, and I've heard there's there's not a rumor to be heard in all of Augusta. Um, yeah, about, about what um, they're going to do. So. I think. Yeah, I think Live wants to be legitimate. Like they want to be a sanctioned tour. Um, yeah. I don't know if Greg necessarily wants to have a compromise with the PJ too. He seems to be pretty ego driven and wants to be, you know, king of the hill. So uh, yeah. we'll see how this plays out. You think Tiger's going to be the commissioner? <laughs> ah! <laughs> no, That's... I don't think so. But 
Dude, he's he's pretty much the de facto like, right. commissioner. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Fight. All right. So so while you're all right, I just thought of something, but I need to see if I can make this work another way. All right, so let's get into some fun stuff here, Eric. And cool. and listen, I will say this: you, if there's if there's not a great answer to the question, we can move on. You can pass. Okay, that's that's cool. fine. But don't don't be a wimp and and wimp out on some of these questions. Let's just let's, you got let's it. Do it. All right. Um, have you ever been in a fist fight? Yes, you have. We don't we don't get Sunday many school. of those Sunday school. I was at. I was, dude, I was 12, I was 12 years old at Sunday school. We were like a Sunday school camp, like a church camp. Yeah. And there were a bunch of 13 year old kids living like in the room next door and we were yapping each other and a little fight broke out. And the one kid punched my buddy. Oh, sorry. He pushed my buddy. I punched him and he knocked me back and I had this massive freaking goon on my, on my eye <laughs> the rest of the weekend <laughs> uh yeah. that's the that's the only one that's the last look, one look, look, like, that's that's you're 12 years old but yeah um yeah i've been in i've been in one sort of mini bar fight here in south africa um it was actually on summer holiday and it's winter in sa at that time so i uh, went to like the local pub and um we were playing pool against some guys they weren't happy and fight broke out um, I got smacked in the face. Another guy got smacked in the face. So it, it ended pretty abruptly. Thank goodness. So, but I'm no, I'm no badass like street fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I figured. Uh, I did figure with you know. I mean, I've been to South Africa. Um, we talked about that last week. I, I figured you know the South Africans. I don't know. You guys kind of have this 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 aura about you. This like a little rough and tumble, you know? So I figured you, you probably been it depends, in. it depends where you go, like in town, you yeah. know, um, there's places I definitely avoid. <laughs> yeah. I got you. All right. Well, all right. So if there was any celebrity that you could punch in the face, celebrity, musician, politician, whatever, if there was anybody that you could punch in the face with no consequence, who would it be? I think there is an answer, but let's, let's skip to the next. I want to let want that <laughs> okay. one through just a little okay. bit. All right. Uh, you're a big music guy. I know you get asked about. I want to. I want to. I want to avoid politicians. I think. On yeah, that one. <laughs> let's avoid that. You're 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 a big music guy. I know there's a ton of content out there about you and and your your love of music. And uh, I watched a great video that Scratch did with you, and they took you to mm-hmm. the uh, mm-hmm. was it the Fender uh, manufacturing plant? Fender. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. sick. Um, so greatest concert that you've ever attended. Foo Fighters at the Olympic Stadium in 2019. You're just the you're just the biggest Foo Fighters guy. What about Dude, um, mad. what was yeah. the first concert you remember ever going to? Um, I was a kid, maybe 16 years old, in South Africa, small local band, but very rowdy, um, like fast rock and roll kind of stuff. Nice. Um, maybe maybe 800 people, something like that. So. Nothing like Foo Fighters, you know. So you're all right. So you said you're like so you're like seven years younger than me. I'm trying to think of some of the, the I'm, I'm I'm picturing the the genre that you and I both uh, or the 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 musical styles you and I both grew up uh, watching. Sure. Um. So what about the last concert you've attended? Biffy Clyro in Who? New York City. Band dude. Okay, a band called Biffy Clyro. It's a Scottish band. No idea. Um. They are like. Okay, what's so weird is the U.S. is like their smallest market. They play stadiums all over the world, like from Japan to Germany, called Biffy Clyro. And I saw them in New York. Like they play stadiums overseas, and they come to the U.S., and it's like a 1,000 people that they play to. 
bizarre. Huh. Um, but I saw them in New York City the weekend after RBC Heritage, actually. If you could assemble the greatest, like the best three bands right now that, that could go on tour, put it together, who would it be? Like alive right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, let's go alive. Yeah. Muse. Muse is good. Biffy Clyro, just because I love them. Um, Justin Bieber? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kings of Leon, we'll throw Kings of Leon. Oh, uh, yeah, they're good. I don't know if they're the biggest, but I love Kings of Leon. I like so those guys. There you go. If the PGA Tour had a band made up of only players, who would be in the band? What would each member of the band do? Okay, Ron Fox on drums. He plays drums. Uh, I play guitar. Yeah. Like, what is this, like like a three-piece? No, whatever. No, let's make it a little bit bigger than a three-piece, no. man. All right, we'll put Bryson and Patrick Reed and backup singers. Put them back there. Really? Um, Wait a minute, why do you say that? <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, let's see. Tommy, Tommy Fleetwood will be there just because the hair. The hair, you got to have the hair. Um, Does he, do you know if he has any musical ability or not? Uh, I, I have, have no, no idea. idea. Dylan Fratelli plays like, trumpet or something i mean so, horns are fine we can put in a horn section yeah yeah um yeah, your... I mean, bruce springsteen has horns dude that's you should put in bruce springsteen bruce? as the third band i love bruce okay um what about vocals like who can you know anybody can sing out there surely uh, there's a couple guys dude it's not like we're walking around the locker room guys are singing in the shower <laughs> kind of thing like i don't know <laughs> nobody's singing out on the golf course or something you know you've never heard anybody <laughs> I always saw the tune, but I'm not singing. Well, like, uh, like ha- hanging out at a bar. Or a... Dude, Fleener. We'll, we'll get Fleener in. We'll get Fleener. Fleener's the easy answer. All right, whatever. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, I, I have heard that our boy, and, and he doesn't have the greatest status at the moment, but our buddy Scott Brown right here in, Lo- in Aiken, South Carolina. Scott yeah. Brown can sing yeah, a little bit. So Scott. You can pull him Oh, awesome. Well, we'll get Scotty on. Perfect. Yeah. Dude, Will Smith. I'd like to punch Will Smith. <sighs> because of the Chris Rock thing? For sure, bro. What a cheap move! Like, and I like I'm a I was a massive. I'm Will such Smith a big. Fan. I, uh... Like I'm a massive Will Smith fan. Like I love all these movies, and um, I'm just like oh, that was sad to me. It's like, dude, come on, that's not the place to do it. Like maybe after the show, go knock him out if you want. But right there in public, I was disappointed. I have so much Will love like built up. He had so much equity with me. I was just kind of like. Ah. you'll give him a pass yeah i'll give him a pass um all right so what tour player in your opinion we're going to talk about fashion here in a little bit we're going to play a game in just a second but what tour player do you think you just call out like right now like god dang this guy needs he's desperate for a fashion makeover this guy really needs some help he needs a new sponsor he could use grayson he needs something to help my man out hideki hideki Hideki. why Mm -hmm. what do you not what do you not like it's not doesn't look good period it's just if you think about it it's kind of been the same for a long time actually if i think like thinking about it same for a long time it's like dude it's it's jogger season bro like hop on the bad (laughs) you're not gonna get you're not gonna get hideki wearing joggers buddy but it does if i think about it i bet if i pulled up pictures of like hideki you know now and 10 years ago it probably does look a lot it's probably very similar yeah 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 do you uh the color the color mm -hmm. that he throws in sometimes I don't know. It always always catches my eye for some reason. <laughs> Are you a podcast listener at all? Do you listen to any podcasts? I listen to a guy named uh, 
there's a guy, an ex-rugby player, I'm looking at my phone now, called, he's called Johnny Wilkinson. Um, he played rugby for England. He was one of the best players in his position in the world at the time. So I'm listening to his podcast. It's called I Am. Nice. And it's all about squeezing out every ounce of potential that you have. Um, that's what it's called. Um, I like it. Listen to Finding Mastery by Michael Gervais, a psychologist. It's yep. all kind of self-help crap that I was No, it's good. <laughs> I like some of that too. What about, um, now I'm really pissed that you don't have this mustache anymore because I was going to ask you your go-to uh, craft. Dude, that's the second question I got asked that today. Like, what the hell happened to this? Day? I know. Well, I mean, it, I mean, it is, I don't know what to tell you, but you, you had like arguably one of the best mustaches in all of sports. Um, <laughs> and then I know, I know your wife, we talked about this. I know your wife shut it down. My wife would do the same thing. So yeah. I get it. Uh, yeah. but I was going to ask you, I'll ask you anyway, what, what would be your best, like your favorite go-to craft cocktail to make? Because you look like at the time, you know, if you put suspenders on, you look like a hipster server at some craft bar. Uh, <laughs> I could serve you a cappuccino. <laughs> is that, would that be what it would be? Uh, I enjoy coffee. I could, it, probably a cappuccino. Um, I'm not a big drinker. If it was, it'd probably be um, like the bourbon on ice or something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, something like that. What about um, all right? Favorite funny movie? You got You just gotta have a laugh. Go to favorite funny movie? Uh, Hangover. Yeah, good one. Classic. Or Step Brothers. Celebrity Hall Pass. Jennifer Aniston. Dang, you still got it for for the for the old Jennifer Aniston, huh? Dude, the old yeah, flames die hard. I get happen. it. And we've been like we've been watching some you know some old friends reruns and stuff and yeah I know it's not like 1990 anymore but no dude I it. I get it you may be this may have you may be a little on the edge of being too young for this but I mean I was a huge Saved by the Bell guy and like Kelly Kapowski oh sure Tiffany Amber Deason yeah. like I I don't even know what she looks like now but it probably you know it wouldn't matter like right. I, it, there's just something back in the day it doesn't matter it's, it's yeah just, what matters is what's up in here that's that's right. <laughs> Any any close encounters? You know, you're in you're in, you're in Africa, man. You're in South Africa. Any close encounters with or scary encounters with any members of the Big Five? And if the people don't know, the Big Five Ooh. would be the the five deadliest um, animals in South Africa. In in Africa, yeah, no, nothing, nothing super scary, but uh, it could have been scary. Like we were in the Kruger National Park, and. Um, there was a leopard in the tree and there's like 10 vehicles watching this leopard and we're all, all of our attention's kind of over there. And my dad's like, holy shit, roll up the windows. And out comes like lion, lioness with like three pups and they walk right by our car. And I, mean, I remember looking in the things eyes, dude, and they are, they're big. I mean, dude, I'm like deathly afraid of snakes. And you like, and I just feel like in yeah. South Africa and Africa in general, there's just deadly snakes that want to kill me everywhere. Any snake encounters? I was, yeah, I was maybe 18, I think. And my mom's sitting outside on the porch, like having a coffee, minding her own business. I think she might have been knitting something or whatever she was doing. And I look out through the window and there's a Cape Cobra and it was a baby. So it was maybe, let's say two, three long, two, maybe three feet long. And the babies are the most aggressive. And I see this thing standing up like this. And I'm like, mom, like, you got to move. And she got out of there. I think 
other than that, nothing, nothing crazy. You never had was, anything in your house, you. right? Like you never had a snake in your house or anything. No, nothing in our house. Like I'm, I'm, I hate spiders. I hate spiders. So we've got some spiders every now and then, but nothing yeah. like a snake or anything. No. Ugh. All right, good. All right, so we're gonna end it on this. You big fashion guy. You look great out there, Eric. You know, I mean, me and Pat talk about it all the time. I'm the, I'm the more fashion conscious one. I'm wearing, I'm wearing my Grayson joggers. Let's go. Let's go. Dude. Wearing my me Grayson too. joggers just for you. <laughs> and, um, you know, Pat was still rocking pleats when I met him. I at least got him out of those for now. But I want to, I want to pull up a few images, uh, maybe golf, golf fashion, just have you break it down for me. Like, let me know. Do, is this something you feel like you would do? Is this something you think could work out on tour? Is it not? And actually, I, I did okay. this while we were, uh, while we were talking. Um, I actually want to pull this up because I saw this yesterday, and I was like, what is Tiger doing? Did you see this? Oh, yeah. Tiger. What? Was that yesterday yeah, the like, meet, before the meeting? It just looks like he's straight out of American Eagle in, like, 1999. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, that dude, but that's Tiger, though. Like, he never wears, <laughs> like, the best fitting jeans. Yeah. It's, then again, dude, like, if I was Tiger, I would give zero shits. Like, I would not <laughs> care. True. You know? That's true. All right, let's pull this up. And uh, so Macklemore has got his new line. I think yeah, it's the Bogey, like the Bogey Boys. I think it's cool. I love it. You down with that? Like, I mean, this is this is throwing it back to like sixties and seventies, like the no belt loops, no yeah, belt. But, but so, I I love old school old school stuff. Like, I've got record collection at home, um, like old school things that are kind of timeless. Like, I think that's sweet. I love that. All right, so this is you know, do you think this could ever uh, could it ever make a comeback? Because you know, at the seventies and sixties, I'm just no. saying, like, this is nineties. Look at that sweater vest on Tiger. Like, dude, and like the look how big that shirt is. Again, I, the, the last thing I want to do is this tiger with anything, but come on, <laughs> you know, like you can do better than that. That sweater vest to me was. was I'm incredible. not a big. I'm not a big fan of the baggy kind of stuff. Well, clearly, yeah, we know that. I mean, but do yeah. you, do you, <laughs> do you think there'll ever be a day where it comes back around? Do you think it will actually come back around? Well, everything has kind of worked that way, right? Uh, my wife like big into fashion she started retail merchandising back in college and all she follows is like fashion bloggers and yeah crap like that but um yeah dude everything kind of comes back around i guess all right so eric what, what about this one so you got two two styles here ricky yeah. barnes with the train conductor hat remember he made that popular for a while yeah he did that all the time didn't he i remember, he almost won like the years open with that hat didn't he it was hot man it was hot for a minute actually ryan moore who's also pictured here but not in the train conductor hat just brought back the the tie for a little bit that's that too much i don't know um i kind of like honestly low-key i like kind of i could kind of get down with the tie thing coming back a little bit like the tie yeah not not the vest but the oh i guess you'd have to have a I vest i could see so. the tie i could see the tie like at, at a british open or something mm -hmm. um yeah maybe um the best thing i don't know how you could swing in that thing and like that looks a little constrictive oh dude, i mean hell bobby jones did it they all did it back in the day they wore yeah. freaking wool suits with freaking jacket and the whole thing yeah they yeah. did do it um I I, yeah. I I will be honest. I'll I'll confess. I had one of these train conductor hats. It was um, <laughs> because Ricky Barnes and and Camilo Vajegas made it popular, 
And yeah, Camillo, yeah, 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 yeah. when he came on, was rocking Jay Lindenberg. And that, that was the yes. first time that I'd seen Jay Lindenberg in the States was on Camilla Vajegas at the Masters one year. Yep. And I got a little into Jay Lindenberg for a second. And they had a so they, they had, good stuff. They had a train conductor hat like like Ricky was wearing. Listen, man, uh, EVR, we appreciate it. We appreciate your time. Um, you know, wish you the best of, of luck getting back healthy. All right, man. We'd love that. Love that. Dude, thank you. And I apologize for all the technical issues we ran into but listen it's been awesome you don't you don't know this but my my co-host pat is a walking technical issue and i've been dealing with it for seven <laughs> years so i have the patience to get joke. a helmet we're all good yeah yeah 